Hi, I'm Blue Belinky, a staff reporter, and I'm joined here with Nita Sosa, also a staff reporter. Today we're going to be discussing our takes on 2022 K-pop and also giving out end-of-year awards. This is the first of what we hope will become a monthly K-pop podcast where we'll discuss comebacks, news, and performance of the month. Would you like to start us off? Mm-hmm. So first award, best girl group, that's going to have to be G-Idol. I mean, Nude and Tomboy undeniably had like such a big impact on the community. Plus, they were just really good songs. I mean, Nude, one of the best songs of the year, hands down. I completely agree. I adored G-Idol this year. And as someone who like stands more boy groups, I think just G-Idol was just so impactful, even like on the boy group stand community. The only thing is I'm not sure if I'd give it best girl group of the year. I think this year there were so many iconic girl groups. You had La Seraphim, Ive, New Jeans. So as much as I love G-Idol this year, I don't know if they would be the best for me. Like they don't scream 2022. I guess you're right. When I think of 2022, I definitely think rookie girl groups they own this year. Like you said, New Jeans with attention. I mean, that charted so highly everywhere. I think it even like beat out Blackpink for sales which is crazy. So I think New Jeans could also definitely be a contender yeah. for this. Or Ive or Seraphim. And then for me, best boy group would be Seventeen. I think Seventeen kind of dominated this year mm-hmm. with Hot just being so popular on most apps and really popular on, on streaming networks. Mm-hmm. Darling also came out. They had like five comebacks this year, including solos like Ruby by Woozy. And I think just in general, they kind of dominated the year. When I think 2022, I think Seventeen. Yeah, definitely. Even as like a girl group stand, I saw like hot all over. People were reposting it like crazy. And that's even when I follow mostly people who only do girl group stuff. So that just shows how far they reached. So yeah, I think I'll I think I'll agree with that. 17. Then for girl group solos, Nyan. Pop was everywhere. I mean the choreography, like the pop, pop, pop you want it. Yeah, I mean also it charted super high, got a bunch of views, and it helps that Nyan's from twice, which you know, like one of the biggest girl group. I don't think I can't think of a single solo that was as famous or popular. That's why I don't really have a rebuttal. For me, I think Nyan's pop was absolutely iconic and so amazing. But at the same time, it kind of felt like a short-lived thing. Like it's a true. lot of the time when you see these groups winning like Mama Awards or um, MMAs, it's because it's a timeless song. Throughout the whole of 2022, you keep hearing the song repeated. The thing with pop for me, it, I feel like it was around for like a few weeks mm-hmm. and then it just died down. I think it's because it's such, also like such a cheerful song. Yeah. These songs don't really age as well because people kind of get annoyed by them. But at the same time, I can't really think of any other solo that would deserve it more than Nyan, which is why I have to give it to her too. I mean, yeah, it was definitely a summer song, mm-hmm. which is why I think the trend kind of died, died out after a few weeks. But I'm not sure how they could have increased its longevity when, I mean, summer songs always have that issue. Yeah. And then for boy group solo, I think it was Key. Key came out with quite a few songs this year. He was such an icon for like keeping up Shiny's name. Heyman was like the main soloist of the group. He was the main, almost the visual of the group. Many people, when they think um, Shiny, unless they're like, second gen stand think taman yeah. he's in the military right now and i think he kind of like carried while he was gone and i think he completely deserves solo of the year i mean taman move from like a couple years ago set the standard with like the choreo and like the like a little bit sensual vibe and like a little bit feminine too and i feel like he is definitely bringing that too i mean definitely a little bit less subtle than what taman goes for but he has his own vibe his own brand mm-hmm. and Frankly, compared to other boy group soloists, I feel like he's the most interesting visually and musically out of them.
I would totally agree. Let's move on to song of the year, or as it's commonly referred to, Saudi. What did you think it was this year? That's pretty easy for me. Love Dive, definitely. I've dominated. I mean, actually, Afterlike could maybe be a contender. Both are so musically good, but the thing about Afterlike is that it was really dependent on its sample, Mm. the I Survive sample which is what made it good versus love dive is just like a masterpiece from the outfits to the aerial music video and charted super well got amazing sales really helped ive with its first comeback i also love love dive um i think it was a great song i wouldn't call it song of the year though that's my like small thing for me song of the year is probably more like attention i would say by new jeans new jeans was such a like a cultural shake for the for the K-pop community, cause they defied everything that like is usual right now. The kind of standard for girl groups is like these girl crush style things, and they did like this Western two thousands pop song. And mostly nowadays, we're seeing like companies post like ten like different teaser images. New Jeans just released attention with no teaser image. Like, I feel like all of summer of 2022, even though it came out of August, and just in general 2022, when I think 2022, I think attention. As much as I love Love Dive and the Ive Girls, New Jeans was just, like, had such a grip on this year for me. Funny thing is, me too, actually. When I look back over this year, and I think 2022, for years, there are always comebacks that stick out, and this one, New Jeans, definitely. Also, I mean, when I think... New Jeans, I think, fresh and futuristic almost. Mm. They're definitely... I know Fist Gen hasn't started yet, I don't think, but it's... If, if I was going to pick a Fist Gen, a group that sounded like it, they were going to be Fist Gen, New Jeans. Yeah, they're... I feel like they're just the future of K-pop. They're finally breaking... We've had this, like, girl crush thing for a few years now, and they're finally breaking that. And I think... Girl Crush also became so popular because of Blackpink's popularity. Of course. Blackpink, like, blew up. And their main thing was, like, Girl Crush. Mm-hmm. So then all these other groups, what they did do, they followed Girl Crush. Mm-hmm. When before, we'd see, like, Twice was a huge group. So all these other groups said, like, cheerful concepts. Like, do you, you see these trends. And New mm-hmm. Jeans just said, no, we're going to do our own thing. And I just... That's why, for me, that's the song of the year. Like, they just... It was so strong. And then the thing with Ive is... It has a lot of, like, already debuted people. Like, one Young, for example. Yeah. And that also, t- to me, like, doesn't make it as impactful a song. I said, like, mm-hmm. what makes attention so impactful is that not only is it, like, this huge song, but it's also a huge song. It's a debut song. And all the members, it was their debut. That's what exactly. makes it so huge. They felt so new and fresh to the K-pop industry. I think that's what meant. Like, they really shook. They really shook the industry. Um yeah, and then, okay, for my album of the year, <laughs> don't judge me, Born Pink. I just love Blackpink. I thought this was a fantastic album. It showed their two sides. I thought the music was great. Hard to Love and Type of Girl are some of Blackpink's best songs ever. I mean, I think they did well, but... I would completely disagree. <laughs> um, I think Pink Venom, although it did do well, I didn't like it like at all. It just felt messy. I feel like the main thing I don't like about Pink Venom is that it felt like five different con it's like five different genres in one song. And although it can it kind of makes sense like it was the first Black Pink con- uh comeback in 2 years. So like sure, I'll give them that leeway. They want to show off what they can do. But at the same time, it's it's just too much. If you want to have a song that has like a deep rap, it's just like a pop feel, sure. But once you're like getting into the fact where like 
two different like verses of the song don't sound like they belong to the same song that for me is too much and then like shut down felt so empty to me versus like type of girl i really like for me i would say the album of the year is kind of hard to choose but i would probably say like ordinary i think that song maniac had like such a hold over the k-pop like fandom i would say i was hearing maniac like months after it came out i'm still hearing it me too actually i hear it people use it a lot for k-pop intros i feel like which is definitely a sign of a song's longevity and popularity within a community if you listen to k-pop youtube and you hear a song a lot in intros then you definitely know that it it like left a mark yeah versus like born pink as much as i love black pink it didn't it didn't fulfill everything I was expecting for a group that like hasn't been active for two years. Mm-hmm. I I felt like I was waiting for more. I was wanting something more, and I just it just didn't hit the mark. Versus Maxident, mm-hmm. not the songs. It's it's not like I love the album itself. It's just it feels like an album I hear on a daily basis at this point, and like yeah. it's been so long since it came out, yet it's still here all the time. I think yeah, I definitely agree. Two two years is like a long time to wait for an album. But um, you do have some key parts like the Jenny and Lisa rap in Pink Venom, which I think really one took the song up a notch, but also went viral and I heard that just part so so much. And so I agree that Pink Venom might have been a little bit disconnected, but each of the parts was like very popular on its own even. Mm. So I think it also both albums kind of sum up girl groups and boy groups of the year so like i think yeah. they kind of both deserve it one deserves it as like the girl group award and that one deserves it as like a boy group award yeah yeah and then what about performances what do you think is your best or all your favorite boy performance of the year i don't watch too many boy group performances but from what i've seen hot by 17 it just the synchronization is unmatched i haven't seen another boy group where like i see the performances and it's as wow as 17 for me, as much, I love Seventeen. Um, they're one of my favorite groups. I have a photo card of one of them on my phone case. Yeah, I still think ATs kind of deserves it a bit more. ATs is such a dance-heavy group to the point where, like, they were actually supposed to be a dance group. <laughs> Before they debuted, they weren't supposed to be a K-pop group. They were supposed to be a dance group. And I think they really deserve Performance of the Year, especially with Gorilla. Because Gorilla was, like, such a different song. I, at least I've never heard a K-pop song that was basically metal. It's it's not about the song itself, because I, I know a lot of people don't like the song, but for me, it's more about the performance itself. I think it's just so impactful. And so, like, you watch it, and you're still thinking about it. This song is everything that's wrong with boy groups nowadays. It's I, I feel like a lot of groups are losing themselves and just the dance aspect and totally forget about the vocals or making a song that's, like, listenable okay that sounded really harsh but the truth is this kind of noise music that stray kids and 80s does for me just doesn't do it Mm -hmm. it's like they put in a bunch of noises and then they do a bunch of dance breaks but no live vocals and just yeah i just think it's overly dance focused i think this is a problem that also fourth gen girl groups have sometimes and it's just something second gen was so much about live vocals and the performance aspect, whereas nowadays you just get a bunch of dance breaks. You see this too, even with the end of year award shows, with like La Seraphim pull- pulling out like five dance breaks for every show. And I'm not sure if I'm really loving it. I don't think it's just Gorilla though. Like, I think this year has just been such a dance heavy year. Yeah. I don't think, like, other than like a B side, I can't remember seeing a song that was more vocal heavy this year. Exactly. Everything, like, even Fearless. 
is it fearless is a, such a powerful song but it sounds dance heavy it, it sounds like a dance song it sounds like a song that like someone would do like a dance warm-up to the funny thing is attention is probably like the most vocal heavy song and it's so so not it's it just shows to show that there's really ballads were not very popular this year not at all i so that's why i think like performance awards this year would be harder to give because it's just been such a performance heavy year like even for girl groups yeah I personally think Fearless deserves that, like, performance award since mm-hmm. it's such a strong song, I would say, with the intro. It's very dance-heavy, and I think just in general, they, they do really well performances of it. That really makes sense. I, I chose Tomboy because I really love how their stage present came through. That's one issue that I've been having. I feel like when it's overly dance-heavy, sometimes the individual members' stage presence come through. I really like seeing the personalities of each member. Part of why I like Blackpink is I feel like I can really see each person. Um, so Tomboy, I think that each Yellow member really showed their own like charisma, which I appreciated. Yeah, I think Tomboy was great, and it was really impactful, too. When I do these awards, at least, I think of, like, when I think 2022... What performance resided more with me? What performance would I watch and then, like, a still a few minutes after be, like, in shock, like, whoa. And to me, as much as I love Tomboy, the performance didn't do that for me. The song, amazing. I was, it, it like, it resided with me. But the performance, sure, you have, like, the iconic, like, the I'm the beep Tomboy, that moment with the like hand gestures but that's the only part like at least that's stuck in my brain of the performance fearless i could probably recount the whole dance just from memory yeah actually moving on a little bit just like some of the year one issue i did feel like with this year is that comebacks weren't memorable there was too much emphasis on promotions and then people forgot about them immediately so i think this is like an issue with a lot of bts solos that like they came and went and they just did not leave their mark same with a lot of other boy groups which is why i think girl groups ruled so much this year yeah i'm not sure this year it was a good year for k-pop but i'm not sure if it was our if not sure if it was k-pop's best yeah rookie groups and especially girl groups just had this year and hold like if you look at basically all our awards we gave them to like la seraphim new jeans i've they're just they dominated the year exactly so really fourth came to play yeah stay tuned for the next podcast thank you